0: Welcome to the weekly podcast for St. David's Episcopal Church for Trinity Sunday. If you would like to follow along with the scripture readings that inspired today's sermon, you can go to lectionarypage.net or click on the link in this episode's description. This week's sermon was by the Reverend Reuben Duran. Let's listen. Dear siblings in Christ, grace and peace to you in the name of our triune God. Amen. Today, we join millions around the world as one church celebrating Holy Trinity Sunday. The Holy Trinity is one of the mysteries of the Christian faith, how God chooses to express who God is in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, a trinity of co-eternal persons and yet a unity of being, one God, one Lord. Generations of theologians have tried to define this dynamic mystery revealed in Holy Scriptures, yet current and ancient theologians agree that rather than define the mystery, we might be better to describe what God does through these three persons, three expressions of one God. Such description is best found in the words of the creeds, which summarize our faith in relation to the work of the triune God on our behalf. The Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, which we will confess today, the Athanasian Creeds were all written at different times, Under different and tense circumstances, with heated debates, yet always reflecting the work of the triune God in the lives of people and in creation. I believe in God the Father, says the Creed, the Creator of all things, still creating, still making all things new. I believe in God the Son, our Redeemer, our Savior who came to our human existence, died for our sins, and rose victoriously. I believe in God, the Holy Spirit, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, our Counselor, our Sanctifier, the Giver of Life. Thank God for all the leaders and developers of these creeds. The descriptions of the actions of these three divine persons really helps us to better comprehend the mystery of the essence of one God. So, we can also act with confidence and conviction that the God who loves us, blesses us, and empowers us since our baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I remember baptizing Teddy Mulgren, my grandson, two years ago at Light of Christ Lutheran Church in Algonquin, Illinois. God made a covenant with him to accompany him for the rest of his life as a child of God, born anew, forgiven in the power of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Someday, I will tell Teddy that he really has two birthdays, the natural one born from his mother, Rebecca, and the second birth in his baptism by water and the Spirit. Now, he's only two and a half years old, so I better wait a little bit more to give him the good news. Right now, he's actually having trouble with the first birthday as a whole. We have 11 people in our nuclear family, so we celebrate a lot of birthdays. And so he could not figure out Why we put candles on cakes and blow them after singing happy birthday? But now that he learned to blow, he expects to participate on every ritual, every time, singing, blowing, and clapping. Except last Monday. It was my son-in-law's birthday, Matt. We all went to his house, 11 of us. Being a very hot day, And his air conditioning not working. He chose not to have a cake, nor candles, only cupcakes and ice cream bars. So we began the singing of Happy Birthday, and Teddy went crazy, looking for the cake and the candles to blow, and seeing none, he tried to stop our singing, alerting us that there was no cake and no candles, and so he did not, he did not win, so he... Because we didn't pay attention, he ended up crying. Teddy learned a new thing last Monday. It was not a pretty sight, but he was surrounded by the love of parents and siblings and grandparents. Lots of love and care for a crying kid. Now, let me tell you about someone else who had a hard time with birthdays. But not the first birthday, but the second one. His name is Nicodemus, in the Gospel story today. Nicodemus was a mature man, an important one. He was a Pharisee, a member of the Sanhedrin, similar to a Supreme Court kind of thing our days, high-ranked leader, and very wealthy. His job was to set policies to sustain life and justice among the Jewish community, which was under Roman oppression. And also, his job was to encourage people to keep the hopes for that Messiah that had been promised long ago. So, Nicodemus was curious about this Jesus of Nazareth and his teaching on the kingdom of God. He was so intrigued that he followed Jesus at a distance, watching him among the growing crowds, healing, teaching in parables, hanging around with people on the margins of society, those experiencing poverty, the widows, the orphans, the immigrants, the lepers, the Samaritans. Being true to his leadership, he was concerned about this growing crowds turning into maybe a possible insurrection against the Romans, which would really be terrible consequences for the Jewish community. But also true to himself, Nicodemus could not help himself. He was growingly interested on how Jesus' teachings were inviting him to explore life beyond his comfort zone, outside the box of his own making. So Nicodemus became a silent searcher at night and went to meet Jesus one-on-one. Who are you, Jesus asked Nicodemus. No one can do what you do unless it comes from God. Who are you? I want to understand you. And Jesus answered, No one can understand nor see the kingdom of God unless you're born anew, born from above, born again. Nicodemus had the same look as my grandson Teddy, who was asking, How can you celebrate a birthday without a cake and candles? Nicodemus also saying, How can you have a second birth as an old man? Can I enter a second time into my mother's womb and be born again? Jesus responded, No one can enter the kingdom of God without being born anew by water and the Spirit. And the Spirit blows life whatever it wills. I hope, my friends, that you're noticing The triumph, God at work right here in this encounter, in this amazing scene of Nicodemus. God's son, Jesus, instructing a person about the kingdom of God, the Father, and inviting the person to experience a new birth by the power of God, the Holy Spirit. The purpose of God's actions are always the same. It is God's will. God's desire, God's aim, that all people and all of creation live under the loving and gentle rule of the kingdom of God. This is why Jesus tells Nicodemus that he will be lifted up, and whoever believes in him will be saved. And he concludes with those amazing verses in John 3.16, which is not just a football slogan, understands God so loved the world that gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Eternal life. Now. Eternal life begins with your second birth into Christ. Not after you die. Eternal life now. Nicodemus only appears three times in the whole book of, of, of John and uh, You know, it's interesting, the trend of events. He appears the first time as a silent searcher, seeing Jesus at night. The second time, you see Nicodemus appearing as a verbal defender of Jesus in front of his his peers in the Sanhedrin who wanted to kill the man from Nazareth. He had a chance to say something, and he did, asking for due process for judging Jesus a verbal defender. And the third time, he appeared now acting out his new faith. He used his influence to take Jesus from the cross and took him to a new tomb owned by Joseph of Arimathea. And Nicodemus now had become a follower of Jesus Christ. And he concluded that Jesus was exactly what he claimed to be, the savior of the world. Yes, yes, Thanks be to God for those first disciples and apostles, matriarchs, patriarchs, theologians, teachers, pastors, who provided, if not definition, great descriptions of the presence of Triune God in our life. So now a few practical things from the learnings of today. First of all, I want you to hear loud and clear that you have company, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are with you at all times. Acknowledge their presence. Acknowledge their blessing. Acknowledge their accompaniment with you. So if you go to a restaurant alone, ask for a table for four. Just don't eat for four. (laughs) Acknowledge their presence. God is with you 24-7. That is good news. God says, I am with you always. Second, remember that you have two birthdays. You know, remember your baptism and the covenant that God made with you as a child of God. God says, you're my child. You're mine. And you are now a member of the body of Christ. Live into that. As for me, I have an idea there are 11 people in my nuclear family, and since all are baptized, we actually have 22 birthdays to celebrate a year now. That gives Teddy lots of chances to sing, eat cake and blow candles, so I'm just going to go say, "Teddy, blow, Teddy, blow." you know And also a closing pastoral prayer, also asking the Holy Spirit to blow. Spirit, blow, blow, Holy Spirit, blow freely in my life and on the lives around us. Our lives, our society, we're all in need to breathe, in need of new life. May that Spirit, our counselor, our guide, heals us, empowers us in this next chapter that begins after this pandemic. May the Holy Spirit console us who mourn in the losing of loved ones. And as we remember many brave men and women who have given their lives serving in the armed forces in the United States of America for those serving today and in the future. And we pray all this in the name of the Triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out about other things going on at St. David's, you can go to stdavids@aurora.com or you can find us on Facebook. Also, if you would like to listen to previous sermons, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or anywhere you get your podcasts. See you next time.